Episode 55 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls, or the PWOM Podcast Network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, the 2020-2021 Premier League Final Grades. John Jeffrey give all 20 clubs their final marks for the season. John, what's happening, brother? Well, it, uh, it's shout out to lawyers to start with. You know, first a shout out to City's lawyers, who's uh, after last night, whose efforts have been completely wasted by the club. There you go, no support <laughs> you boys. Nothing, you don't win anything in court. Um, yeah, well, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. but We'll uh, come back to this. But more importantly, the Hillsborough disaster. Something that has been a running blight on football and, frankly, on British society, and that is not too strong, for 32 years. Now, why is this in the news again? Right. There was a trial of three officers who were accused of uh, withholding and amending statements um, to the uh, Taylor Inquiry, which is back, um, which is the first inquiry back in the day. Now... The judge in this case ruled very narrowly and technically that as the Taylor inquiry was not a was a non-statutory inquiry, so it, you know, it, that the police officers were entitled to withhold and amend evidence as there was no course of justice that could be perverted. Now, that sounds like that, some bullshit. That sounds like bullshit. But then what you had was the solicitor for the three officers and also two officers and I believe it's a police solicitor. Uh, but by the way, solicitor meaning lawyer for those American listeners. Yep. Good translation. Um, came out after the verdict, a verdict which did not clear them of what they were accused of, except on a ver- in a very le- narrow legal way and repeated all the lies about Liverpool fans on the day that they had been rioting and that they forced the gates and caused the death of innocence straight out to the TV and uncorrected on Radio 5 Live on Adrian Charles. And Adrian Charles, um, as a presenter, he has written a book on his following West Brom. He was going to football games in the 80s. He should know that that is absolute bullshit. And I'm, you know, 
I have not been angrier for a long, long time than when I saw that guy reading out, basically almost spitting in the faces of the families who've been, you know, after justice for that long, who said, you know, these guys are in the clear, they're innocent, they've done nothing wrong. And, you know, in a, in a technical legal sense, maybe you haven't. But the, there is a sense that once again, after 32 years, there was no accountability whatsoever for the mistakes of the police at Hillsborough. And there were mistakes, however well meant or badly meant the guys were. So, yeah, it, um, as, as a Liverpool fan and frankly as a human being, I am absolutely furious at what's gone on there. Because well, I, I, I think that the, the thing that pisses me off the most, is, I mean, okay, so, wow, the, uh, a judge rules in favor of cops. Well, who saw that one coming? But, huh. you know, that, that I think the thing is, is that Adrian Childs failed to call yeah. this guy out until, yeah. after, until after the fact. And, Half down the line. And, so, and, and it just... Sorry. And it just yeah. proves again, yeah, there's no such thing as journalism anymore because it's all bought and paid for. Even the BBC. The BBC is state-run media. I'm sorry, John, you hate it when I say this, but <laughs> yeah. it, it is state-run media. Therefore, they're going to you know, uphold the interests of the state. And, yeah, it's not and, officially, and, and the state with, has too much pressure to put on it to bring and, it in line. And, and with this, and, and with this government... Yeah, they, yeah, we, we we know why they uh they, we know that they have a vested interest in you know keeping up you know old, old Maggie's policies. Well, well and, let's and face her it, legacy. Boris, Johnson, Boris Johnson described Liverpool as I believe self pity city, or, or and apologised and then withdrew that apology when he didn't have to face anyone. So you know, go he can fuck off. As yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, the, 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 there's there's no accountability. Journalism is dead. It's all bought and paid for. And once again, you know, I, again, justice still needs to be sought for the '96. It, 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 still, it, it's it's yeah. The, the Crown Prosecution Service has decided not to pursue um, you know an appeal on this because they they may well get the same result, which is again infuriating. So. There may never be the justice that these guys deserve. Yeah, and and, and so the world turns. But yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Once again, you know, it's just you know those in power have a vested interest in not ever seeing justice or accountability. So yeah, they and make so they rig the system in that fashion, and and on and on it goes. Yeah, and all sympathy and love to the hills, the Hillsborough families who are still never going to receive the you know the at least acknowledgement of what happened ever so yeah i just loved them and solidarity and, and the strength they've shown over the years i you know how, how many people could do that not many yeah but yeah so so in yeah. the meantime uh more uh more more bad shit going on in in the world of football in that did you see the revelations uh, that came out? Uh, I think Thursday or Friday. That I did you, that you messaged me. Yes, that Neymar was dropped by Nike as a, uh, a, a he was the face of the South American Nike campaigns. Nike dropped 
Neymar after allegations came forth of a 2016 incident in which he tried to sexually harass or assault a Nike staffer. Yep. Um, can I just say I am completely fucking over Neymar at this point? I can't say I've ever been a big fan of Neymar. Um, I, I, I thought he, I mean, I thought he was going to set the world on fire back in, you know, 2011 when he was playing at Santos. Yeah, and, he might be a, someone like a Ronaldinho here. Yeah. And but, yeah, he, yeah, he, he is never going to be the guy. No matter how many big clubs he goes to, and this bullshit. You know what? This is not the first time he's been accused of shit like this. No, not at all. And we know there's a lot of vested money in, invest in football from, as you say, from Nike here, from all the clubs. And it's, yeah, it's, it's there to be hushed up, isn't it? But, you know, Nike is the one who dropped him. So, so uh, you know, well done to Nike on that, Let frankly. You know, they, they could have easily kept quiet on that one and didn't. Yeah, and they did not. So there you have it. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's good. It, yeah, there is. Yeah, it, Neymar, you know what? Fuck him. I, I, I'm, I'm done with him. Yeah, I, I, um, I, 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 I am. I mean, he's, you know, he, 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 he cries like a baby on the pitch when things don't go his way or, you know, he starts feigning injuries. You know. he, he wants to be the main man in the way that um, you know that Messi and Ronaldo have been for a decade, and the truth is, I think as we saw in twenty in the um, World Cup twenty fourteen, he ain't that type of player. He isn't you know he isn't the type that's he isn't that generational type. He's don't get me wrong, he is in terms of talent one of the best around in the world, but he ain't. That generational talent of a Ronaldo or a Messi. Yeah, we, we we thought he might have been, but nah, he 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 hasn't come good, you know. I mean, no. just just because he's played at Barca and PSG doesn't mean he's a a world class caliber player. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I mean, yeah. And, and, and now you add this into it, and yeah, I mean, we've seen this from him before. He 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 is a petulant. Entitled, spoiled brat. Yeah, and he thinks um, he can, who thinks he can get away with you know everything. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I okay, I had real sympathy with him when he was essentially kicked out that home World Cup in 2014. I don't think he'd have made a great deal of difference to the result in that semi final, but yeah, <laughs> you, the the talented guy got absolutely booted out of that World Cup. But since then, no, I haven't been. You know, you know, he he's not going to retire going, oh God, where's the silverware? Oh God, where's the money? He he has made the most of what he's got. Fair play on that front, in terms of you know finances, appearances, the glamour of it. But I, but I think he's left so much in terms of talent on you know, on the pitch almost. Yeah, and, plus, <laughs> and, and plus, he's a complete dickhead. So honestly, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that one. Oh. So. Anyway, so moving on, moving on to to any didn't even win his league, which was on that note. <laughs> Viva Lille, Lille, Lille pit PSG to the league one title this year. My goodness, and, and that was and, away, what happened. Happens the manager quit because yeah. they get 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, why not go out on top, right? I mean, exactly. I would, I think. Yeah, go out on top. You, 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 you've done, you've done everything. Yes, they it pipped them by one point. Um, Atletico de Madrid are your La Liga champions. What a day that was, because uh, wasn't it? Because going into halftime, I mean, it, it was down to Atleti and Real going into halftime. Both Atleti and Real were down one nil in their oh, yes. respective games. The only, if that result had held, the only real change that might have happened was that Real Valladolid may not have been relegated. So as Atletico won the title, Real Valladolid on the same pitch were getting relegated. Yeah, and God, yeah, and then Atletico. It came back with, you know, uh, who who wins the league for them? Luis. Hello, Martha. Hello. Luis fucking Suarez. Let, let's put this as a contest for the funniest transfer of the whole of last year. The guy you think is too old and past it just wins your rivals a league. Yep. I mean, you know what? Luis Suarez is still not one of my favorite people on earth. For multitudes of reasons, but that was a good way to to say fuck you to uh, yeah to, to, yeah, to he, Barcelona he, and to uh, oh god I can't remember, why can't I think of his name all of a sudden you know the manager uh, oh oh uh, Kuman yeah Ronald Kuman yeah sorry I I couldn't I spaced his name for a second. um yeah I mean what what a good way to to basically give the finger to them yeah I mean he he is not. He doesn't appear to be the the nicest, most morally upstanding character at all. Yeah. But he is a magnificent footballer and a great and a great competitor, which obviously overspills the Oversteps mark to a ridiculous degree at times. But yeah. Well, at the same time, you know, Barcelona and and Real are still you know fully in the tank for the Super League. So yeah, they can they can eat it. Transfers, yeah, and you wait for our opening an investigation and into them because they and Juventus obviously haven't officially pulled out of that Super League yet. Yep. So good. I hope. I, I really hope that there's some. Uh, I really hope that there's some actual consequences coming from this. I really do. <laughs> consequences in football when there's money to be made. <laughs> yeah. I admire your optimism. Yeah. Well, I do too. So. <laughs> uh Speaking of UEFA, Chelsea are your UEFA winners. I, uh, I I'm shocked and appalled to say this, but yes, they beat Manchester City one nil. I told you yesterday, and I said out loud on the on the uh, on the Busting Balls Twitter account at Busting Balls Pod um, that I, I couldn't decide which was which would be more hilarious. Uh, Man City still spectacularly failing to win. Champions League after all this time, or Chelsea going over three on major cup finals. I could not decide which would be more hilarious. And uh, uh, do you know what I'm most devastated about? I did not see John Terry try and run on in full kit again. <laughs> no, God damn it! <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, all credit to Chelsea. Uh, yeah. they, 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 they are the European champions, much to my chagrin, as are, yeah. as are Villarreal, who, oh my goodness, they beat Manchester United on penalties 
when all 22 men on the pitch took penalties and it came down to David De Gea who really squibbed it. <laughs> yeah, David De Gea who let let us put this stat up here, I believe has now faced for Manchester United in Spain 40 straight penalties and not saved a single one of them. That is a ridiculous streak. He has saved 11 penalties in his career. Eight of the players who took those penalties are retired. You know, we're, we're talking Steven Gerrard, who retired five years ago, man. I'm thinking at this point, you know what? Call, call me weird, but I'm thinking, you know I'm thinking David De Gea may be a bit washed at this point. I, I have thought that for a long time. See, my thing was, Oli Gunnar managed the game horribly. He didn't make a single sub till what, I think the 100th minute or so. He brought on two players to take penalties. Now, fine, but, you know, I'm, I'm going, in a penalty shootout, if you're bringing on a player to take a penalty, they can only affect one single penalty in the whole thing. A keeper can potentially save you all five. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that I, I was listening to it on SiriusXM, and after that, the I don't know who it is, it's the, an American guy. Uh, I've referenced this guy before because uh, it, in reference to the Super League, but you know this guy was—he was losing his goddamn mind when De Gea missed his penalty, saying, "Oh my God, all you do is kick balls to each other." <laughs> and I'm thinking, maybe that's not the argument you should be making right now. Maybe the argument you should be making is. Maybe David De Gea should have saved one or two of those penalties. And maybe, just maybe, uh, you know, Man U would have been, you know, the Europa League winners. Well, it, it, I'm looking at, you look at, uh, I think it's Ruli, the Villarreal keeper. He seemed to have a plan. Uh, he was getting much closer to penalties, even if he didn't have, like, the power in his wrist to save them. David De Gea... He he was he looked awful. It, it was like you you know they put someone out the crowd to go in goals. He was going early. He was just looking. At, he he looked you know. It just, he just looked as if people were taking shots. He wanted to get out of the way of the ball all the time. I, there there were a lot of good penalties in that shootout, but De Gea was, you know he he was awful. It's it's in the same way you know Peter Shilton back in the in the ninety World Cup never looked like saving a German penalty because. They, he didn't seem to do any homework. Didn't seem to know what was going on. It's just yeah. uh, back to the the Champions League final for a minute. Breaking news from CNN. Um, uh-huh. you, you you'll be shocked to know that uh, Raheem Sterling and Kyle Walker both getting racist abuse online after losing to Chelsea. Man, what the? Let, let's let, well, if we, if you're talking about Champions League football. Yeah, none of the Man City's players had a good game, but then the coach did not set them up to have a have a good game. You know, Fernandinho could have be, sat there; he would have stopped the space that got the goal, Chelsea goal came through, and they had won. But you, you're talking Carl Walker and Raheem Sterling in you know what in a couple of weeks when the Euros are on, these guys are going out cheering them. You know, it's it's like, yeah, I understand losing is frustrating, but my God. You you do not well, I, look dissect to the worst possible thing. Yo, look, we, we we've been down this road before about so, Raheem Sterling playing for England and what the press does to him in England. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. If England win, it's all down to Harry Kane. If England 
don't really do that great, it, it's all because of Raheem Sterling. We, we've been yeah. down this road before, and we know it. Yeah, and frankly, I'm amazed he hasn't just gone abroad, Frank, so for, an easy, for a much easier life generally. Yeah, I'm not sure where he'd go for that, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, there aren't many places that are good, but yeah, it, it has to, you know, and Marcus Rashford got this same abuse as well. Yeah, after... I, I saw that. I, I saw that too. And, and credit know... to Rashford calling it out, I would say. Yep. Indeed. So, uh, anyway, uh, back to, yeah, so, uh, you know, congratulations to Unai goddamn Emery. He, he, <laughs> he, he, he he truly is the master of this competition, even though he completely failed to win it for us at, at, yeah, well, at Arsenal. And, so, so the problem is obviously with Arsenal here, is what you're saying. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, and congratulations to Chelsea for uh, for champions. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, a, a, again, and... Let, let, I'll be the only one to say it out loud. Uh, Man City never should have been in this to begin with. So, Yeah, unlucky, Lewis, boys. Hey, while we're on the topic of UEFA competitions, did you see that the competition committee has voted to abolish the away goals rule? I certainly did, and I, I am not particularly against that because I think the purpose it served, um, particularly when you had clubs traveling long distances by over a long time, you know, for to example, the, the way Barca had to travel when um, it, the Icelandic volcano, who AF, who I, I'm not going to even try to pronounce, on a coach, when they had long trips across Europe, and away goals away was a much much were, uh, more difficult task almost. Um, to me, it's a, it, it doesn't bother me because you've got penalty shootout at the end, which to me is a fair way of describe of doing it. Away goals is arbitrary to me at the minute, but I understand you might think differently on this. Yeah, actually, I, I, I don't mind the away goals rule because I think it, it gives, because I also think it, it gives an advantage to the under, you know, to, to the visiting side in the second leg. It, 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 it's an, well, I shouldn't say an advantage, it's an equalizer. Yeah, a, but yeah, but then you get to say extra time and, you know, the, the second, the, the away side, now is 120 minutes to score and we go instead of the, the 90. So that is not. Now, I, I, now I am all for going away from the away goals on in extra time. I, I am I am for that. I, that, that is yeah, a good, I think that's a good compromise. Indeed, that's Major League Soccer does that, believe it or not. Yeah. Hang on. Are you saying you've done something sensible over there? Yeah, right. <laughs> God. But so, you know, I. I am I am okay as a compromise, you know. Once we hit extra time, the away goals mean nothing. It, yep. it, it resets. Okay, I am good with that. I, I am yep. I am okay with that. I think now, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, then we need to bring back golden goal. Oh no 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 nope <laughs> nope sudden death overtime golden goal bit buddy. Yeah, but, um, that, but that, you know, that, that, that's the compromise I'm willing to take. As something close to my heart, you know, the, the, the Newport playoff game at this time last week against Forest Green, it would not have been such a thrilling tie 
without with the away goals rule. You know, because you know in the playoffs, they're two-legged ties. There, are, there's no away goals rule. And and it was an absolutely fantastic game. You know, it, it was it was yeah as as good a game as you see all season with a last-minute winner and extra time as well. Right. Equalizes in the last minute and. There was no detriment to the entertainment. You know, it, it is, you know, the home team doesn't have to suddenly be scared about attacking on the second leg. Yeah, you know, I, I you know, we're not going to solve this issue here on this podcast, no. but no. yeah, I, no. I think there, 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 there are pros and cons to everything. You know, it, you know, eventually we're going to have to have our our uh, revisiting VAR discussion too. Oh but, God, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, you you mentioned uh, Newport County. Uh, oh, John, yeah. I, I heard a rumor that you will be, as we record this on Sunday, the 30th of May, I heard a rumor you will be on your way to Wembley tomorrow. I am, I am in the true style of Aussie RDLS back in 1982 on my way to Wembley, yes. So, uh, yeah, Newport County against Morecam FC in the League yep. 2 playoffs. Um, so, John, are, 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 is, this your, is this your first trip to Wembley? No, no, no. I've I've been to Wembley. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen. Uh, I think I've seen like four four football games at Wembley here, or we'll we'll do after tomorrow, um, including one with with the county, um, which was an FA Trophy final. We lost. Damn it! I didn't see them when we won promotion to the league, which was disappointing. But yeah, I um, yep. I'm off to Wembley tomorrow. I've seen more. I've seen more American football games at Wembley than have actual football games. <laughs> And I saw an FA Cup semi-final there as well, um, Chelsea and Villa. Well, uh, we will actually be having an episode next week because uh, I, I because uh, you know scheduling foibles means we need to uh, do, you know if we were going to do our Euro twenty twenty asterisk preview, um, uh, we're going to have to do that uh, next weekend. But with that yep. being said, uh, yeah, we will definitely be discussing your trip to Wembley, and uh, best of luck to to the exiles. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> uh, on that Can't note, till I die, etc. <laughs> on that note, um, the uh, the 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 championship playoff to the Premier League and the League One playoff to the championship uh, that, that was played this morning, uh, both pretty good games. Yep. Um... Brentford absolutely deserved to beat Swansea yesterday. Um, Brentford took were up, amazing yesterday. Particularly Ivan Tony, I thought. Um, obviously, he scored, and he, he was a force of nature. That one goal, the shot that hit the bar. Oh, oh my, God. my God. I lost my mind when that hit the bar. <laughs> there is no justice in this world at all. I, I You know, I'm telling you... Um, Brentford will be lucky to hang on to him because he, I, what was it, 33, 34 goals this season? 33 goals, I think, 11 of them penalties. And, but still. And, and, and an assist yesterday, too, don't forget. Yeah. Value, big value for money. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I think I have at least one club that should be looking at him. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but also today, Blackpool. Up, the Tangerines are back in the championship, beating Lincoln City, the club with the ugliest and creepiest looking badge I have ever laid eyes <laughs> oh, on. Yes, yes. 
Oh my goodness! How how does that, how do they get away with that as their badge? Well, it, I, I believe it's to do with um, the local cathedral, but I can't, rem- I can't ah, remember. Ah, okay, the- okay, okay. Off the top of my head. But um, uh, that was a that was a good game too. Uh, uh, yeah, a but... hell of a because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kenny Kenny Dougal who scored the two goals today was. He did not have a club last summer. He was training on his own, and now, yep. And he he really scores. But today, two absolutely beautiful strikes from the edge of the box, mm-hmm. and also one of the most beautiful own goals. You, you, I think we could see absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but fortunately, it didn't have any consequences because you know that would not be a good way to decide a final. Can I? Uh, can I just uh, sidetrack? I mean, and congratulations to both Brentford. I, I Brentford, by the way, the fiftieth all-time Premier League club now. First year in the top flight since nineteen forty-seven. Uh, yeah. The Brent, the 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 B supporters must be going fucking ape shit. From the ones I I know online and see, yes, they were, and they frankly deserved. It. If you cannot go mad about that, either. I thought but, I, I thought they deserved it last year. Honestly, yeah, I, I think it was. Uh, did someone say? I think it was. How how many playoff finals did they lost? I think was it. I, I, it was I, something I, like eight or something. Nine. I was thinking nine. Oh, you might be right. Attempt, attempt they win. You know, it's. Fair play to keep trying and trying. And if, you, if you're if you going to win a playoff game to the Premier League, is a good way to start. Yeah, and, it, it, you know, and they have that brand-new stadium, too. Absolutely. That's uh, good. That, 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 that's Premier League ready, too. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, it, it couldn't work out any better for them, could it? No, it, it couldn't have. And then, you know, Blackpool, I mean, we all, we all know what the Oystens are all about. But, you know, congratulations. So I don't mind Blackpool. Uh, the yeah. club itself. I mean, even though again their ownership sucks. Um, well, I believe the Oysters are gone. Man. Are stop, they really? Stop. Yeah, because they were talking about the, the t- uh, two guys who bought it out. Um, well, hang on. Let me uh, let me see about that. Uh, Blackpool FC owners ownership. Yeah, Simon Sadler. Simon Sadler. Okay. Well, good. Uh, screw the Oysters. You know what? Get the fuck out of yeah. here. He's a, and he's a local boy as well. So and I believe, as they were saying, he used to be one of the guys who hired out the donkeys on Blackpool Beach in the eighties. Uh, this is from this is from June fourteenth of twenty twenty from from the from the Grony ad. Um, when a local boy done good, Simon Sadler bought Blackpool last June from the toxic ruins of Owen Oyston's ownership. He ushered in an emotional vision of restoration and revival for the hometown club he grew up supporting in the 1970s. Well, you know what? Gosh darn it. We hope that this comes to pass because... It's a great story. Yeah, that would be a great... It, it is. It will be a great story if they actually make it back into the Premier League too. Though I'm not counting on that happening this coming season. But we'll see. Um... But I just want to divert because uh, Michael Appleton, the manager for for Lincoln City, is the most jacked manager I ever laid eyes on. I'm I'm gonna say that he, at the start of lockdown last year, did he get locked in the gym? Because or or he's on the gas, or he, he's either on the gas or he just works the fuck out because my god and, and with those you know the he, those sleeves of his too on his arms yeah. I, Ooh, I am buddy 
I'm not spilling his pint, man. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm grabbing him for a fight because holy shit. <laughs> I mean that that I mean that that dude is swole. Yeah, do you want to be the fourth official if he's going nuts at someone? I mean, let's I mean let, let, let's not make you know let, 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 let's not make stereotypes here. Uh, just because he's Jack doesn't mean he's you know has a bad attitude no, or nothing. I'm saying that, but you know, if, if he is if he is going nuts at a player or if he's he that rage at decision, do you want to be the ref facing him down? I tell you oh. what, I I tell you what, I think Cholo would even think twice. <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, Diego Simeone, he's not he's not afraid to get physical. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I think even Cholo might think twice. <laughs> we suggested he has balls of steel, <laughs> but Ooh, no. buddy. Well, you know what? I hope I hope Lincoln uh, gets gets up next year. Because I think <laughs> it's only right. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Michael Appleton doing a, quite a good job with, uh, with with Lincoln if he got him this far. So, you know, hey, can't yeah, can't absolutely. fault that. Hey, while we're talking about managers, uh, the manager go round. Has begun. Oh dear Lord! Has it just in spectacular style? The manager go round has begun. Um, Juventus have reappointed Massimiliano Allegri after showing Andrea Perlo the door. Uh, Zinedine Zidane is out at Real Madrid as well. So, Say what? He resigned. Yep. Yep. He... Um. Boy, oh boy, there's talk about Pochettino, Maurizio Pochettino possibly going back to Spurs. Boy, that was money well spent. I tell you what, we will come back to this in, in the second half of the show because, man, it cannot be late to pass. That, 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 yeah, that, that, yeah that, that was money well spent, uh, Daniel Levy, really. Yeah, Jose Mourinho, that really worked out, didn't it? Ha, 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 ha. One one club that does not have a manager right now, uh, that would be Celtic FC. Still no sign of an appointment. They, they, yeah. they have released their preseason schedule, but no manager yet. Yeah, that doesn't bode well because the managers always have some kind of at least some input into that. You know, there but, was we keep hearing about Eddie Howe, but nothing's been said. No, you just well. <laughs> If you're going to go Freddie Howe and he is interviewed well, go appoint him. But otherwise, you know, what's going on? How, how long have you had to appoint a manager? I mean, Europa League qualifiers start in fucking July nowadays. You know? Yeah, you know, so so we're talking, what, five, six weeks here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I, I do not have a good feeling about Celtic for next season either at this rate. <laughs> Well, you're facing a team who did who lost zero league games last year, you know. So, I mean, Celtic's been that team, what twice now? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it, it, it could happen. Uh, speaking of Scotland, did you get the email from Loch Ness FC? Oh, with with the kid. Yes. How good is that? Kid? Oh my God! I, you know what they've, uh, they're about to. I'm about to own multiple Loch Ness FC shirts because holy shit! Oh yeah, I, I, I think we should say it, it, this kit is for the Euros here, for Scotland being in the Euros. It is no, no, no not that a, one. Their their oh, new home oh, kit, their new home oh, kit with the castle on it. Uh, oh, I, I do want that Scotland looking shirt though. Isn't, isn't that that is that is sexy? 
that that is that is beautiful you know what but no if you if you haven't seen the uh the the new one it's got like yeah it's got a lake and a castle and and nessie on it it looks great oh and another kit that looks great let's not yeah yeah, that, you know what, Loch Ness, I don't know what league, I don't know what level they are in, in Scottish football, but uh, they're winning the, the, the fashion game, for sure. Yeah, they, they've already won, yeah. So, uh, one last bit before we uh, before we shuffle on, because we, we have a, a huge main topic to this week. Um, this, this never goes on long, the 20... <laughs> no, <laughs> never. <laughs> um... The uh, hey, who is the hottest free agent right now in, in, in football? Well, obviously, you know, I, I, I've been given thought to retirement on from football now, but uh, <laughs> you know, you know, we're only 47, never have never had pace, but you know, I can, I can still pick a pass. <laughs> uh, if is it, is it Liam? No, it's not Liam. <laughs> No, he 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 stopped playing actually. So, but anyway, we'll, we'll discuss that later. I mean, there has been a pandemic, so you know, there is yeah. that. No, the hottest free agent in football right now is one Gianluigi Donnarumma, the goalkeeper of or ex-goalkeeper of. Now we're now saying here. Yeah, a, a, a AC Milan and uh, and and uh, the Italian national side. Um, if I were Man U, I'd be looking at him. Here we here he is twenty two, I believe. He is He is indeed twenty two years old. Years ahead of him. Uh whoever grabs him is going to win a huge lottery right then and there. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, he isn't going to come cheap on the wages for obvious reasons. But my word, well, according, yeah, yeah. according to Football Three Sixty Five, he's available for half of De Gea's salary. Yeah, Jesus God! But we we know De Gea's salary is insane. Yeah, that's true. That that much is true too. So, but yeah, uh, be on the lookout. That's gonna be uh, fun. I heard uh, Liverpool signs. Liverpool signed uh, someone from Leipzig. Uh, Ibrahima Kanate. Uh, well. So that that is that will hopefully go some way to. Keeping some centre halves fit at some point for the next season. Well, but yeah, I am very happy with signing. The guy's tall. He plays a similar system to the one we're in. He is young. He ticks all the boxes for a Liverpool signing. And frankly, given the record of our recruitment team, I'm quite happy with that. What do you think about Thomas Tuchel kind of uh, be following the path of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, of Klopp going from Mainz to Borussia Dortmund and then, okay, PSG and then Chelsea, but, you know, but also parlaying that into winning a Champions League. Also, if you want the parallel, going from losing a Champions League one year to winning it the next year. Well, that's true, too. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's definitely some parallels there between the two. Oh yeah, yeah. We've had what three straight German managers winning the Champions League, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, who uh, last year? Oh, Bayern, duh. Yeah, yeah you're right, Hansi Flick, duh. Okay, yeah, you're right. Ah, <laughs> oh, the pandemic, man. <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's, it's 
Well, was it, it, it was what? It was only last August, but it seems forever ago. It does. Yeah. It, 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 all, it, it was all. Yeah. It, it, not only was it less than a year ago, it seems like an eternity. Good lordy. <laughs> uh, that's all the news I got. John, you got anything else? I think not. I think we have to. Uh, I have move to on? feel ready for the epic second half where we just give the Premier League teams a, a shooing if they deserve it, obviously. Uh, and so, I, and spoilers, <laughs> most of them deserve <laughs> Coming up, today's topic, the 2020-2021 Premier League final grades. John Jeffrey, give all 20 clubs their final marks of the season. Please stay tuned. Episode 55 of the Busting Balls podcast. This week, it's the Premier League final grades. John and Jeffrey run the rule over all 20 clubs and lacerate the efforts of the Sam Allardyce. <laughs> oh, we come not to praise him, but to bury him. <laughs> always. I'm always. always Sam Allardyce. <laughs> So uh, this time, uh, usually we do this uh, in alphabetical order by club. This time we're actually going to go down the table. Uh, so, John, do you want to start us off on this one? All righty. So the, our first club are your league champions for 2020-21, Manchester City. So, Manchester City. The club who, with their wage budget and their, shall we say, creative financial accounting, can somehow manage to have two squads of essentially players worth £50 million. I know Phil Foden's there cheaply because he's through your academy, but you look at that. They were the club all who are always going to be best equipped to get through this season. Um you cannot fault them. Um, Ruben Diaz, uh, I believe, was rightly footballer of the year. Um, you know, they, they solved that defensive issue largely from last year. Um, they scored, uh, they had, I believe, either the same number of points or three points more than last year. So you can't say, you know, that this is a club at the peak it was uh, two, two, three years ago. But that was never really likely, you know, with with the way the season went. Um, obviously, they should never be in the Champions League. But, you know, I, I suppose it has become a success that they actually got to a Champions League final because, you know, Pep had almost forgotten how to do that after a decade or so without one. Um, um, I'm, you know, I, they're not a thrilling side. They're not a thrilling champion. It's not a vintage uh, year for them. Um 
And I, I, I spoiler, I, I might be giving slightly higher grades out than Jeff on a lot of things here for reasons which will become apparent. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, it, with Man City, yes, I, you, you can't deny they're a very good side, very well managed generally, apart from last night um, when Pep Guardiola had a brain fart yet again. Um, but it's what you'd expect from them, basically. So, you know, they might be the champions, but I can't just go out handing an A because they won the league. It's it's what kind of 86 points, kind of even in a compressed season, it's kind of what you expect. So I'm I'm gonna go with a with a with a B a something. I mean, yeah, and this, this being compressed season and and the pandemic, and let's face it, they didn't even really get a break in between seasons. This year, although you could make the argument that, you know, there was the three month break, you know, during absolute lockdown um, yeah. where they weren't they, playing games. Yeah. So they have they, they did have a, a, a fairly poor start to the season here. We should it should be noted. It should be noted that uh, they did well, though. And they, you know, in, in the end, were the most consistent team in in, in the Premier League. I mean, they're by, I mean, by a distance. By a distance. I mean, they, they weren't as afflicted by injury issues. Or, uh, or, 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 you know, a lot of the other things that were, you know, that plagued other clubs, just because, again, they have enough resources and creative finances to where they could have two first teams uh, on their side. Uh, Manchester City also took part in an insurrection against, uh, against football, known as the Super League. Therefore, they get an F from me because I don't reward that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh so, so so Manchester City gets an F from me. Uh it, I guess if I had to give them a a, a non-insurrection grade, uh they would have gotten an A minus from me because they were kind of like really shaky. You know, it, it took them a little longer than they maybe should have for them to actually clinch the title. So you know, yeah. with, you know, a couple of those games. Uh but yeah, they they get an F from me. Uh, next up, second place, Manchester United, uh, going back to the Champions League after not winning the Europa League, so lucky for them that they finished as well as they did, a uh, bit of an upgrade for them. They get an F for me for trying to take part in an insurrection against football known as the Super League, so, uh, anything else I had to say about them is fucking superfluous, uh, they fail. <laughs> I love it, um... If I'm analysing this, the the big question that hangs over Man United for me is how much further can Ole Gunnar Solskjaer take them? Let let's not uh, be in the bush. That second place is a very very good finish for them. I cannot I can't fault them. Their they best finish. It's their best finish in a while. Yeah, I'll um, say that much. Matches. What's it? Mourinho's one good season with them. Um, right, but uh, also. But they're still twelve but, points behind City at the same yeah, time. They, they were, yeah, they were. This is the thing. It's how much further can Solskjaer take them? Because they they have a a real really wealth of attacking talent there, even though if it doesn't quite fit into a system. Because um, they do not have a, a right winger who can consistently perform. But that left wing, the forwards, absolutely fantastic. Um, they you know they they need a right winger. Um, Nemanja Matic is still sort of serviceable, but he is he is past his peak by a long way. And then the defence um, 
it, it's Roby for me. You know, Aaron Wambasaka is a good, good-ish defensive fullback, but he keeps diving in, which gives me kittens every time I see him. And Harry Maguire is without him. You saw they are horribly shaky at the back. Um, so they they need you know a centre half there. They need defensive midfielder. It, it's and a, a goalkeeper. They, let's let's be honest. Yeah. They need a goalkeeper yeah. too. Yeah, because David de Gea looks shot, and Henderson has been inconsistent when he's come in. Um, so yeah, it, it's so a, a definite season of progress on the pitch, but I'm I'm not sure that you know Solskjaer, especially this is something that the, the UEFA Cup, uh, sorry Europa League final reinforced me. Solskjaer is, I'm not sure his reading of the game or his resources, they even come close to you know your likes of your Guardiola, your Klopp, or your Allegri or Hansi Flick, anyone to call anyone you're likely to come up against in European football. So, yeah, I, I think next year is a big year. It's a make or break year, which sounds ridiculous for a side that's finished second and, you know, higher than it has in a while. So, and, I mean, and, I, 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 I do got to say one thing, though, is that they, they can't just rely on, you know, Bruno Fernandes scoring a penalty for them in every game. <laughs> well, yes, they can. Like, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I I would I'd kind of go sort of I'll, I'll go I'll go with an A minus for them on that because you know they have had a good season they got to a European Cup final they've got second place in the league which is more than they have for a while can they take an extra step next year I am not convinced yet. Okay, fair. Next up. Next up, the you know the the world's best football team pound for pound if everyone's fit. Um, <laughs> apart from the U.S. women's national team. <laughs> Say, wait a minute, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a weird, weird season to assess for Liverpool. You know, you're talking last year. Man City said we lost one centre half, and that's why we lost the league. You know, why we was that many points behind you, Liverpool ended the season with I think you're talking eighth and ninth joint centre halves if you count the midfields we push back into defence over the season. Um first first sort of fourteen or so games of the season, fantastic. You know, we didn't even see it, it didn't appear that you know Virgil van Dijk's injury had that much of an effect. But you got to January when um, we lost Joe Gomez and Joel Matic too you could understand it all falling apart. You had that sequence, you know, where we lost six games at home, um, took, I think, 14 points out of 42. But either side of that, we the form we displayed would have made us champions. You know, taking third place from where we were with 10 games left is it was insane because, you know, we won eight and drew two at the end of a horribly compressed season. So, you know, the, the mentality of... Winners is still there, despite the fact, you know, you can say Liverpool went that far back. Well, yeah, because there was a gaping void at the heart of the team we had to fill. And, you know, Klopp did make mistakes, I think. He left Fabinho in that back for too long. But um, I, I find it really difficult. You know, I, compared to last season, you can't, you know, you can't hand out an A. Um, if, if, we'd, if we didn't have the injury crisis, it would be a C or a D, you know, com- compared to last year. I'm kind of going with with a B, a B to B plus because that see the the injuries in defence that we had to put up with were absolutely ridiculous at times. So you know, and yeah, and obviously 
I, I'm up with there with Jordan Henson as well for leading the players' response to the Super League, which I, I will give him for getting the squad to go fuck you to the owners, which is a fairly brave thing for players to do openly, but well done them for that. So, yeah, and, yeah. and they do deserve credit for that one. And yes, they did have a, uh, they did have a, uh, you know, a, an injury ridden season. And, you know, once Van Dyke went out, that was it. It, yeah, it, it, it just, it just cascaded from there. Yeah. Um, Liverpool, however, did take part in an insurrection against football known as the super league. Uh, therefore they get an F for me. <laughs> and that's how that's going it wasn't an F. <laughs> say what? What what would you say if it wasn't an F? If Just... it wasn't an F, I would I would have to give him I had to give him a B minus to be honest. Uh for because the, the, yes, they had an injury crisis, but a, a club of that caliber should have had the depth to deal with it, especially after, you know, the amazing couple of years that they've had. Yeah, but uh, I said there is no club I, I don't think I think we're the only club where people can name who the eighth and ninth players in line at centre half are. So you know, do, do you have you know if if you lose three your three first choice defenders plus the midfielder who's filling in there, you know that's it's tough. You know, no one keeps that depth of centre half in. You can't. Not even City could. Yeah. Honest. Well, you, but, and yeah, you, yeah, might, you might be right there, but. Uh, anyway, they they get a feeling great for me because they took because this club took place in, in Super League. Um, right. Fourth place, Chelsea. You're now European champions. Barely got in on the on the last day. Uh, if it weren't for uh, another club having a fantastic comeback, they they would not have made the champ would not have even made the champions. Well, I guess they would have because they, they won it because they won it. So. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, yeah. but you know, they, 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 right? But they, yeah. they, they kind of, uh, they, 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 yeah, they kind of got lucky there. Um, however, they took part in an insurrection <laughs> against football known as the Super League. Therefore, Chelsea get an F from me. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, I will say this though. Uh, yeah, they, they were very lucky to get fourth, and well, they kind of have uh, Man City's number in the last month. Oh yeah, was it three times they've beaten them? I think in the last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, FA Cup Super Final in the league, and now in the Champions League final. Yeah, I, I, I think they're you know two call sides are always so brilliantly organised um, that you know they are one of the those clubs that are perfectly equipped when City do what they seem to do in under pressure in these you know in semi-finals and finals and crumble. Um, they they are so well organised that. Chelsea, it, it's a season two halves. I, you know, un, under Frank Lampard, I think they were ninth, and they, you know, even without the taking part in the insurrection against football known as the Super League, that they would have had an F because that squad should be challenging for the top four. Wow, as they, that's <laughs> wow. Yeah, Frank Frank Lampard was inadequate to, to the task at Chelsea. He was not experienced enough. He may, you know, he may improve over the years, but this was. Way, way too early in his career. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, yeah. I agree with that. And yeah, it was amazing that they had a managerial change and it actually did work out for him. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, and to, that Chelsea, they look better. They look better in the Tuchel. They look like they know what they're doing, you know. They, they've they got a plan. They play to it. Even if uh, Timo, Timo Werner, he, yeah, they, they tried to play normal stats sort of 
I, I know it, it's it's a role that you need a Drogba or a Firmino for that hard-working centre forward who does all the work for the team. You know who who can score on the if they come in, but their, their main purpose might not be. Oh no, Timo, Timo, Ver, Timo Werner has fallen off a fucking cliff. I'm sorry. Yeah, Timo, uh, he, he is not suited playing through the middle. He he is a wide forward. He needs to be played like that. You know. Yeah, I, I, honestly, he would have if he had gone to Liverpool. That might have better served both him and Liverpool because absolutely. because Klopp plays, you know, very similar to how Leip, as you pointed out earlier, plays a very similar system to how Leipzig plays. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and that, that you know, Leipzig are kind of feeding up to us on that front, and you wouldn't. So yeah, um, I, I think it would have suited him. Oh, you know, if they didn't have Kai Havertz as well, you know, they, they were just being a bit greedy there. So it, again, this this side can progress. Um, God, I was reading an article on the Athletic this morning about this is a different start. This feels like a new start for a great year for Chelsea. I like, dude, you've got City in your way, you've got Klopp's Liverpool in your way. It's a lot of a different landscape here. Um, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, this will be the first yeah. time that Tuchel will actually be able to shape his side. Absolutely, and yeah, the the potential. And oh god, I have to. I, I don't think we mentioned it, but Ngolo Kante's performance last night. My God, massive, <laughs> I, I, absolutely massive. Yeah, it, massive it, and game changing. What's I say? Eighty percent of the the world's ocean, the world is covered by oceans. The rest is covered by Ngolo Kante. It looked it last <laughs> night because he was everywhere. All yeah, right. But, uh, so, what's your final what, grade uh, on Chelsea? Great on Chelsea. Again, it's was that end of season slump a, a little, you know, under pressure a little bit of you know they they lack a certain number of goals. If they can solve that next year, great. Um, and I'll, I'll give them I'll give them a B because you know I I, I think you know Saki Frank Lampard was a really good move in the end. Well, I mean, they, again, they snuck in on the final day, uh, but you know, I, but they won the Champions League, so you know. It, yeah, exactly. It's a mix season, but we'll come to that because next up, we have Leicester City. Who, yeah, I, I mean, whatever you say about the season, it's going to be dominated by um, eight, eight or nine days at the end. Where they won the club for the first time in the won the FA Cup for the first time in the club's history, um, with an absolute peach of a goal from Yuri Tillmans, mm-hmm. and uh, and yet nine days later, with ten minutes left against a Spurs side who frankly had nothing to play for, they you know Casper Schmeichel punched but, uh, into well, his. Well, that's not true. They had the the Europa Conference League to play for, brother. I mean. <laughs> You defending Spurs? Are you defending Spurs? No, I'm just taking the piss. Oh, sure, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I'm just taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. Um, for most of the season, absolutely fantastic. Um, possible signs that Jamie Vardy is losing has, has lost his is losing a bit of touch because he's he's not scoring at any sort of rate. Um, but. Yeah, um, in, in Archer was had a great season. Can't, we can't deny that one. Um, yeah, I'm, for winning the FA Cup, and you know that that was wonderful for the FA Cup as well because it's you know it's not just oh my god here's you know Chelsea United Arsenal after again to win it. It was something to sort of enliven the t- the tournament a little. So I've got to give them credit for that. But on the other hand. 
they were that they you know, they had a ten point lead lead on Liverpool at one point, and even if Liverpool took twenty six from thirty, you should still be able to you should still be able to sort of acquire sixteen points from your last ten games to finish ahead of them, but you didn't. So I'll, I'll kind of another one. I'll give them a B. Yeah, a B sounds fair for Leicester City. Um, they did not take place in an insurrection <laughs> against football, so they actually get a grade from me. Um, they are so, Jeff's champions for the year. Yeah, I mean, they, they, pretty much. I mean, they, they nearly were. If if half the rumors that were being talked about had come true, they might have been. Um, yeah, Brendan Rodgers had a bit of a reality check here. Um they melted down at the end of the season once again, but yes, they also won the FA Cup for the very first time. So you can't say this was a failure of a season because they actually got some silverware. They are back in Europe, though not in the Champions League like they wanted to. So they, you know, they they are a Europa League level side right now. Um, I think a B is very fair for Leicester City right now. Um, like I said, Brendan Rodgers has a lot of work to do still uh, yeah. for this club. Uh, to get them to repeat the uh, the the, the masterstroke of, of 2016. So uh, up next, West Ham United in sixth. Um, absolutely nobody saw this coming. Absolutely mm-hmm. nobody. If you say you saw this coming, you are a fucking liar. Um, <laughs> David Moyes way overachieved. He's back to. I mean, he's back to the level of management. I thought that he. He, I thought that he he was at you know going from his time at Everton, he got hosed kind of at Man U, and then you know Sunderland and um, you know Real Sociedad and his first ten at West Ham, I, I thought he was done. I couldn't believe when they brought him back when West Ham brought him back, but boy, he came good this year. Um, I think Mikel Antonio has a lot to do with that, and oh, uh, and and Thomas Suchek, I would imagine, and, and oh, Su- yeah, Suchek as well. Uh, West Ham United actually get an A plus from me because nobody fucking saw them getting European football at all. So they get a they get an A plus for me. Yeah. Um. No spoilers. I am going to follow Jeff's lead on that. It, it they it is a straight A plus because I will agree. I thought they were a complete busted flush. But you know you're talking. They win one more game. They would have been in the Champions League spots. You cannot fault that. It's it's a hell of an overachievement, and they were playing some decent football as well. They were you nearly know. they they were in contention for champ. They were two points behind a Champions League spot. For God's yeah. sake! Yeah, so they won one more game. They'd have they'd have overtaken, and um, you know even when they were going well, they were really smart with the loan move for Jesse Lingard as well. That was uh, oh that, wow yeah that, yeah we didn't even mention that yeah how how he broke out. At West Ham too, again, Good Lord, like like West Ham last year, you you thought you know Jesse Lingard's been a, a player of potential for what five six years they reckon, he looked to have lost his way and he he got his mojo back big style. You know, oh my they, God, your award, step up, my man, you know yeah. because it's definitely there for you. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not a particularly big fan of David Moyes for obvious reasons. But yeah, um, I cannot fault what what he has done with West Ham this season. So yeah, um, A plus. The dildos are selling bigger down down at Upton Park. <laughs> <laughs> Up next. Up next, you, Jeff's favorite team. 
Shut the Spit. fuck up. I will, I will reach through this laptop, through the internet, and punch you for this one. <laughs> it's all right, because... Okay, we, we are sat here today, and it is the 30th of May. It is quarter, nearly quarter past nine here as we record. And we have rumours of Spurs going back in for Mauricio Pochettino. This will tell you exactly how Spurs' season went with the fucking stupid move of we can get Jose Mourinho, so we're going to. I, 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 I just like to point out, we told you so. Boom. This was, frankly, a wasted season for Spurs. There were some great Italian players. You, know, you, you can't, much as we like to dig on Lord Kane of Brexit, um, and he and Son delivered the goods again. You know, Kane, top scorer for an upper mid-table side, and so on with a cool of the season contender, but they've let things stand still. And honestly, okay, yeah, I know you're going to sign, you're going to sack Jose Mourinho. Why the fuck do you do that days before your big cup, before the big cup final of the season? Or, you know, what is the thinking at Spurs after that? There, there is muddle yeah, thinking behind the, the scenes. The only thing I can think of is, is that Mourinho must have really pissed somebody off. For that to yeah. happen, because holy shit! Yeah, go ahead. Right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Ryan Mason did not finish the season well for them at all. Much, much as obviously we know Jeff's Jeff's uh, opinion of Spurs, that side has a potential and should be competing closely for Champions League spots every year. This year, they were not that close they were not close enough um i you know i know what jeff's grade is going to be i can't be too far off at myself so it, it's uh it's a wasted season for them and a frankly a d minus yeah that would have been probably mine because yeah uh yeah after sacking maurizio pochettino who uh, a a manager who had gotten you the highest you've ever been made you actual league contenders and then you you go in for that for Jose Mourinho, a wash up Jose Mourinho. And they then got, you, he got to a Champions League final. He took Spurs. Yes. To a it, it, exactly. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. That was money well spent, guys. Really. No, really. Congratulations. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, you know what? If it wasn't for the fact that Tottenham took part in an insurrection against football known as the the Super League. Um, they would have probably gotten a D for me as well because this was this season was complete bullshit, and I don't you yeah. know I don't care that they made the Europa Conference League that you know that's like I'd almost you know what I almost rather would not have gone to Europe I'd be like you know what I'm good you know <laughs> now I, now mind you of course I, I I am hypocritical on this because I praise Union Berlin for making that. Ah, and so swallow, but you know what? Those are the clubs that should be making, you know, a, a sort of third tier uh, European conference. Not you know, Tottenham hot, not with Tottenham Hotspur, who you know somehow got invited to a to a Super League, but yet aren't even going to make the uh, you know can't even make your, the actual Europa League. So yeah, they get enough from me, and and fuck them. So yeah. Uh, okay. On that note. Okay. On that note, in eighth place... Ladies and gentlemen, to what has been an annual highlight of our end-of-season reviews, 
we have Mr. Jeffrey D. Wessel on the Arsenal season. Jeff, take it away. Uh, Arsenal took place in an insurrection against football known as the Super League. Therefore, they get an F from me. Spoilers, they were getting an F from me anyway because uh, this season was a complete fucking botch. Uh, they, I, I, I asked for two things. Two. Two things at the beginning of this season. And that was Champions League and St. Tottenham's Day. One nearly happened. But the other one, we were nowhere close to it. And uh, basically, yeah, Arsenal fucking suck. Uh, our biggest transfers have either been washouts or part of a money laundering scheme. And um, the the absolute only thing I could take solace from was the fact that we that we relegated West Brom, therefore ending uh, one of Sam Allardyce's biggest bullshit tactics for how he keeps getting hired. So, uh, yeah, you know what? Super League or no Super League, Arsenal get a straight fucking F from me. John, take it away. <laughs> I, I can't be quite as harsh because, they, again, there were tiny size problems. You know, you had Nick, Nicholas Pepe coming close, coming good close to the end of the season. Um, Saka, which is true. Which yeah, is true. You know, you, you know you've, you've got Saka, Smith, Rowe, Tierney coming through. Oh, God, if we keep Odegaard. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, that that, that is that there is a good use potential, and let us not forget this. Arsenal had the third best defensive record in the Premier League this year, which I I I, I, I seriously cannot believe that that is I, true. But, <laughs> it, but there is no way. <laughs> it's but what what you know? But they have a serious problem. You know, how is is it? Aubameyang is what thirty three, thirty four. Um, yeah. He is not his big, what where do you go? How are you gonna replace him? You know, how can you afford to replace him? The again, it's it's a club with still with a lot of issues there, and a, a good finish to the season didn't really conceal that they for a lot of the season they were bumbling along in quiet mediocrity. Um mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm gonna be kind of generous and go C minus, but you know, I, uh, they they still got problems on and off the pitch that don't that you know I I'm not sure Mikel Arteta can solve. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna be on record and say I don't think Mikel Mikel Arteta is the guy. He he cannot be. At this point. Yeah. It, what was what was the, uh, the the meme I sent you yesterday? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's what, exactly. Yeah. It's Miguel Arteta. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'm looking forward to a summer where I do not have to discuss the Arsenal. So. <laughs> I, I, what, we're going to find a way to discuss them somehow. You know it. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. So we come to one of the favorite teams of the Busting Balls podcast, Leeds United. Marcel Bielsa in the Premier League at last. You know, my God, from the first game, they set that up. You know, they, they lost 4-3 at Anfield, but they, they kind of deserve the try that. Patrick Bamford, oh, what, what a struggle he's turned out to be in the Premier League, playing really nicely in a system that suits him. Rafinha, again, what what a great player to watch. You would, you know, you would pay to just watch that guy. Um, Bielsa, as you would hope, and as, frankly, you would expect any is, he played his system. He played an entertaining game of football. They were one of the best sides to watch this year. 
they were never in danger of going down. They had, they were always competitive. Um, for a first season back in the Premier League, I can't give them a straight A for this. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say that as well. Um, they were they were an absolute joy to watch. Um, right out the gate, as you said, they really deserved a point from that match, but uh, but for a late penalty, if I rec- if I recall correctly, because God, it was you know nine months ago, but. Yes, it um, was. It, it was but for a before a late penalty, um, yeah, Marcelo Bielsa, and he didn't run the team down like he usually does because hey, guess what? Uh, there are eight less games in the Premier League to play. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he didn't run his team down like he did, you know, his first season in charge at Leeds United, which you know, which is when we went there. You might Absolutely. recall. So uh, yeah. Um, I, you know what? I'll go so far as to say A plus because holy shit, ninth place from from being promoted. Hell yeah! yeah. Particularly what happened with the other promoted club. So yeah. hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right on Leeds United. I hope they contend next season. Absolutely, kick on to European football, please. I want to see. Oh God, I'll... Leeds back in Leeds back in Europe would be seismic. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but still one of my favourite European games ever is when Bielsa took Bill Bow to Old Trafford and dismantled United. Oh, I want to see that in European football, please. Yeah, we, we need to at this point. Uh, not making European football, uh, Everton, who started off really, really hot and then petered away for, you know, when you have a, a talent the calibre of James Rodriguez and... The, the best you could do is 10th. Yeah. Um, uh, Carlo Ancelotti is doing something not right there, uh, if that if that's what you're going to do. Um, th- like I said, they, they really started off hot. They led the table for a little bit there. Uh, but obviously, they, they ended where they ended. Uh, they get a C-plus from me. Yeah, they, they couldn't win a home game for the second half of the year. I, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Jordan Pickford... On Virgil van Dijk, F, fuck off Everton. Wow, okay. <laughs> wow. I, I've been waiting for this all year. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. No, <laughs> not at all. I know. But no, um, I, yeah, more seriously, Ancelotti, you've, you've, got, you've got a great man. You've got um, Rick Carlson, you've got Calvert Lewin, um, James Rodriguez, the. You, you, with that money that's been thrown at the club, you have to you have to actually be able to win a, a home league game this year, for God's sake. But they couldn't. So, yeah, well, I'm I'm still giving them an F because I'm bitter. But yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> okay. So <laughs> down in eleventh, Aston Villa, um, the last club to win more games than they lost in the table. Um, it's a big drop off there to Newcastle after this. Um, again, you took the Aston Villa, great staying up last year, started off fantastically, and you know you you have to still say that pro- that that seven two win over Liverpool when we still had fit centre halves is probably the result single best pr- result of the Premier League season for any team. Um, even more than the nine nil. Oh God, yeah, yeah, but look, look who they're beating here. They're they're beating the champions who. who well, that's hand- true. Okay, that and good point. Um, yeah, nine nine nils are impressed, but yeah, if if you're absolutely dismantling 
you know, the, the best side in the country at this point. <laughs> you know, and I, I'd say that as a Liverpool fan. Um, they were great that day. They got all the luck they deserved as well. Um, no, again, a fantastic season. You have um, you have lots of John McGinn, who might be the player who does not get talked about enough in the Premier League. Absolutely superb. Um, Jack Grealish kicked on as you as they want him to. Ollie Watkins from Brentford. What a great signing that was. Again, perfect to get that system working. Works hard, scores goals. Um, Dean Smith did a really good job. Yet, yes, they fell away a bit, you know, towards the middle of the season. But they were always in that, always, um, well, always going to be safe. So, you know, they were going to be fine. They have, they, you know, they got, what, 21 points more than last year, I think it is. Yeah, so, something like that. So, you know, with, with that one, um, yeah, with the aspiration, it, it's an A+. Plus and, yeah, good luck with the progression next year. Really? Because I thought that for for all the achievement that they had uh, at, the, at the beginning of the season, when they started falling away, and especially when Jack Grealish went out, they kind of showed that, yeah, Ollie Watkins and, and El Mahamedy, uh, notwithstanding, or, 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 and, uh, and uh, El Ghazi as well, um, they kind of showed that they were kind of a one-club team, or one-player club, because yeah. without um, Grealish, they were fucked. And... Yeah. But yeah, so, you know what, I, I'm giving them, you know what, yeah, they did much better than last season, and so the grade will reflect this, but they get a C-plus from me. No, no, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, but, you know, a, a clubs like Villa cannot afford to, you know, keep a, a reserve of Jack Grealish in, not that, that size. Right, well, what I'm saying is that without him, they they they, they, they looked like shit, and, they, and the results showed that, so... So, okay. yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you, if you're a club like that, you need to have a backup plan, and they didn't seem to without Grealish. Yeah, even if you're not going to directly replace him, yes, there's something strategic to do. Okay. With that being said, another team who was looking to be a one-player club, um, Newcastle United, um, when they did not have Joe Linton for, uh, because he had long COVID, um, that screwed them. And they were for sure relegation candidates. Obviously, finishing 12th, they came good. Um, and honestly, I'm going to say that this is an overachievement for them because I have no faith in Steve Bruce to be a, a decent manager. So you know what? Uh, Newcastle United get a B plus from me because they yeah. because they, they 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 actually exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I I wasn't expecting them, but I, I think you've got a, a club that. You've got the bunch of clubs above the relegation zone who are all separated by six points here. So, you know, I, th I think the, the level of the table is a little bit deceptive on this. Um, I, I think that they're more, there are two players, I would say, rather than Joel Linton, who were, who, who were vital to them, which I'd go with Callum Wilson, who was an excellent signing. You know, um, 12 goals, that they, they got what they paid for there. And um, Alan St. Maximin, who is... Oh yeah, so, you know I did forget about saying maximum. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Again, he was one of the players who got long COVID, um, wasn't he, sir? And didn't quite have. But yeah, it, it's Steve Bruce, so you know I can't give them a great deal of credit. Um, yeah, the, the, you know it, it's again. I'm going back to Danny Green. You know, it's it, they are who they thought we. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I, I kind of it's it, again. You, you, there's always a sense with Newcastle that they've got this potential that will not be unlocked. While Mike Ashley is 
owns the club. So I'm kind of going C for, you know, just to reflect the fact that they are just drifting along a bit. Um, okay. Now, into 13th, we have Wolverhampton Wanderers. Okay, uh, you know we we were we were way up on Wolves last year, and rightly so because they were playing a really good uh, brand last, of last couple of seasons actually. Last couple of seasons, yeah. Let, let, let's, I'm being slightly unfair, but again, we're talking a club that seemed to fall apart with one horrific injury. You know, Raúl Jiménez led the line for that beautifully, and as most fancy football players will know, what a pick he is. He he was such a good goal scorer, assists mm. every. And one of the best headers of the ball in the business, but without him, they have struggled for a cutting edge. Um, and Nuno did not seem to have any plan to to you know to replace his impact or to mitigate it at all. So I, I kind of you know, and it's reflected by the fact that you know that he got mutually consented at the end of the season. Yeah. So. From from the standards they've been I mean, it was something, something we forgot to mention actually because I kind of yeah. forgot about it. Absolutely. Well, amid everything, you know, we, we didn't have the time, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of going C minus for this for this one because Wolves could and should be, you know, they couldn't should be in that top half of the table for me even without Jimenez. Yeah, they, yeah, Wolves were a disappointment this season. They they did not have you know the uh, the 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 flowing attacking football that we've come to expect expect from them. Raúl Jiménez going out injured was a a real detriment. But Wolves really again, much like Villa, they just really they you know they didn't have a plan B and it it cost them. So yeah, they I we expected Wolves to maybe actually make Europe this season. Uh West Ham kind of overtook that that uh yeah. that, that kind of overtook that spot uh to to nobody's <laughs> to, to 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 nobody's expectations. Um yeah, C minus for Wolves sounds fair to me. Cool. Uh up next, Crystal Palace, a club who were just kind of there mostly and uh for most of the season, yeah, they were just kind of there. Therefore, I don't know if we could really say that they had a good or bad season because they were just kind of there. Uh, Roy Hodgson has now left the managerial game, so he'll be listening to all of his old shoegaze albums. <laughs> if, if you if you believe uh, if you believe uh, David Squires, the Guardian cartoonist, I don't know I don't know what the origin of that bit is of, of Roy Hodgson's shoegazer, but you know what? <laughs> I'm not staying with it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's cool by me, man. Yeah, man. If he you, wants to you, you, you go listen. You go listen to that those Curve albums, buddy. <laughs> oh man, Fate of Comfy, I'm there for this. Oh Come wow! <laughs> you know, I actually heard Sonic Chen. Uh, Only love can break your heart today. He was on the radio. Oh my god! Wow. Now my that's god. now that's a great song. That is a great song. Oh, oh, oh. Hobart paving, that's their tune. That's their best tune. Oh wow, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. Well, you know, I I I got into us. I actually was in a shoegaze kick earlier this week, so yeah, I heard uh, some slow dive. You know. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say Roy Strachan Moore is a slow dive man. You know, he'll have Stu Blackie on repeat there. Um, (laughs) He'll get a bit. He'll get a bit uh, scared about my bloody Valentine. You know, they're a bit late for him. Hey, you know, um, I, I remember when My Bloody Valentine finally released an album after like what was it, like twenty-seven years since, God, yeah. uh, since, and it was just like, 
we waited 27 years for outtakes from Loveless, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. it, it was no... Yeah, uh, yeah no. That, that, that one just kind of came... Everybody listened to it for, like, a couple of days, and then it was quickly forgot. Oh, anyway, uh, back to Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you know what? They're, they're they're a team that were just kind of there. Uh, you know what? They they get, they got a B-minus just because they, they did what we thought they were going to do, so, I mean, you can't fault them for that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you can tell what what we're thinking about Crystal Palace and me for the fact we've just completely talked about anything else. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, again, it, it it you know what you're getting with the Roy Hodgson side. They are going to be generally safe mid table, and that's exactly you know it, it's 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 almost a throwback tactically at this point. You know, you have got the four big men at the back here. Four backs don't cross the halfway line. And you've got a, a big guy up front and a pacey winger, and and that's basically the, and a bunch of hard works in midfield. That's what it was, you know. Again, as Wilfred Zaha goes, so go Crystal Palace, I'd say. So, and they could be in big trouble next year, given the number of players who are leaving. So yeah, um, yeah. Again, they, they they were just there, basically. The, the, you know, and. You can say, yeah, yes, they got seven 0 to Liverpool, but again, they they were safe. They were quite happy chugging along on their in their own little way. They were never in danger of relegation. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm going with the straight C, to be honest. Because it's yeah, the, they 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 see, and that was what I expected from them. Um, okay, the probably the most up and down side in the Premier League for me, um, Southampton. Now, I'm still saying Ralph Hasselhoff remains one of the most inspired managerial appointments of the past couple of years. Um, but, they, you know, they've had so so many good results. You know, you're talking, they open by losing to Crystal Palace and, you know, and then they go to Spurs and score five. Um, they go to Chelsea and score and, you know, draw three. Or they, they, oh, man, they, you know, they, they win four, three at Villa. They, were, they could be a good side to watch. Um, they, they, you know, they beat Liverpool in December, but you know they they are capable of some very very strange and dire results at times. Um, as let's say that nine nil at Old Trafford. Um, again, again, yeah, I, I think it's a club who could have more ambition. There's a lot of rumours about Danny Ings uh, moving on. And if they do, Southampton could be in trouble because I don't see where, you know, I don't think Shea Adams will get enough goals to cover for that by any means. So, um, I like Raph Hussle, and I, I think, but I think they, they could be, there's potential for this side to be so much more than they are. So, I, I, I'm kind of, I, I kind of give them a C and, you know, do better next time. Yeah, you know, I- you say Ralph Hasenhutl was a very inspired appointment, and maybe at the time it was, but that this is two consecutive seasons now where a Ralph Hasenhutl Southampton side has gotten washed nine nil. Um, I think that's something where that I, I'd be concerned about that, especially in tandem with Danny Ings possibly moving on too. Uh, Danny Ings moves on; they're screwed, honestly. But you know, we're we're talking you know in, in the future, in in the present. Yeah, they were just a team that was just kind of there. They 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 had some some brilliant flashes where they could have done something, but you know they still lost nineteen games this season. 
So yeah, they uh, yeah, they, yeah, they they get a C minus from me because they they real with the talents that they have there, they really should be doing better than this, honestly. And they and again, two consecutive seasons with a nine nil loss that that's something you you need to take take a look into, quite frankly. Uh up next, Brighton and Hove Albion. Um. You know, Grant, I didn't expect much out of Graham Potter, and that's what he gave. He didn't give much. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, honestly, I mean, 41 points. Um, yeah, they were safe, but only just because Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United were that much worse. Um, so, I mean, that, 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 was, that was the luck of that draw, is that there were three teams worse than them, and uh, so therefore they, they were pretty safe. Uh yeah, Brighton gets a Brighton gets a C minus from me as well. Yeah, Brighton. Um, I mean, you look at them. It, of all the side, you know, below Villa, which they, you know, they, they lost the same number of games as Villa in eleventh. They they are um, Potter has made them a very very difficult side to beat. Um, you know, they were at Anfield for God's sake. Even though you know, might be when we were terrible, but they still had a hell of a result there. Um, the trouble is, you know, they. Again, I, it's one of the themes I keep coming back to. It's there aren't enough goals in this side. Um, they are, they are not. They, they play a nice football, but there's no connection. You know, what, what's their? Um, I think what's it? Their top score was eight goals. Um, was it M- Mope? Was it got eight goals? I think. Yeah, I think you know, so. Dan has got six. They they don't score a huge. It, yeah, and that is something that I think. It, 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 they need to look for a striker for next year because otherwise I can I can see him being drawn into in a normal season into a relegation battle, particularly when it looks like you know Norwich have improved in their time in the Championship. Uh, Brentford coming up look a fun side to watch, and Watford are always a bunch of nasty buggers to play. Um, but yeah, the, it, it's kind of again they they. they They've got a bit of grit. I like that in them, and they play a decent brand of football. And Basuma is a, a great player in that midfield. Ben White is a, has become an England quality centre half, which you can't, um, you know, you, you you can't fault that for that. Them, but uh, but yeah, they they but they I they struggle to win games, so I I fear for them next year. But yeah, yeah, a, a C. It, it, it's they are again about where you'd expect. So we'll see from me on that. Um, so, in the 17th... I, I group, think that grit is is beach sand. I think is what that grit <laughs> is. <laughs> okay, and so, in the 17th, the last of the Premier League clubs to see up, Burnley. Um, yeah, they, they, obviously, they aren't a great side to watch. And again, a side that mostly struggles for goals outside uh, Chris Wood. Um, who again, let us not say, had a very good year. Um, 12 goals for a side like Burnley is an exceptional effort. So I, I've got to praise him for that. But yeah, there are not many goals in this side. You, you can't fault Sean Dyche for keeping Burnley up in, in a league like the Premier League when they are, they're almost, you know, they're almost not built, their revenues, etc., are not built to, you know, to get get them much further than they've got. Again, it, it's a side you you fear for because they were they were vulnerable at Turf Moor again this year. So if you know if they haven't got that home fortress, what what can they do? Um, 
Yeah, again, it's a C because they are they they weren't really in danger of going down. I think no one who stayed no one who stayed up in the Premier League was ever really in danger of relegation. So yeah, again, it, it, it's a C. There's no real progress, but there's no real horrible backsliding to me for that. Yeah, uh, Burnley, you know, and you know. It's Sean Dyche, you know, so whatever. I don't want, you know what? I don't want to talk about Burnley. Uh, they, they get a, they get a C minus for me too. I don't want to talk. Um, one guy I do want to talk about though is Tony Khan and, uh, and his football club that he, he runs, uh, Fulham. I knew that Fulham were kind of in trouble when on the first day of the season, you know, a, a match that Arsenal handily won three nil um, the, the, the commentators were more interested in the construction going on at Craven Cottage than the, the makeup of the squad. And, uh, yeah, that boy, did they live up to that? Um, five wins, 13 draws, 20 losses. Yeah. Th- this Fulham side did absolutely fuck all, uh, this season. And, uh, they, they, they were, uh, they, they were sent down rightly. So, I mean, the, the, the math don't lie, unfortunately. So, yeah, uh, they get a D minus for me for their efforts. Yeah, Fulham the second lowest scores in the league, what twenty seven goals. You are not staying up in the Premier League with twenty seven goals. What what were they? Um, twenty seven goals and fifty three twice that again. So uh, fifty three against yep. eighty goals in in thirty eight games. They were not a fun to watch. Scott Parker's positivity, you like to see it, but. He's not that good a manager. He really isn't. <laughs> but you know, just throw it all out there, John. Why don't you? Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and I have a lot of sympathy for Fulham fans because you look at it, Fulham fans. You get relegated, then you watch Chelsea win the Champions League, and you watch Brentford get promoted. My God, what a nightmare of a season for you! Hell yeah, you ever, only... ever since the Cons yeah. removed the Michael Jackson statue, it just ain't been the same over at Craven yeah, Cottage. Exactly. Jack, the curse of Jacko. <laughs> God, yes, they won five games all year. That is not good enough. Really isn't. So yeah, I, I I honestly can't give them anything but an F because they never look like staying up ever. Um. Okay, moving on to nineteenth, West Brom. I, I again, I'm I'm going to be pretty short and sweet on this. You have you hired Sam Allardyce. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. You got what that. And except you got less than you thought you were going to get. Thank you for the greatest moment of the season when Allison broke your hearts with that header. One of the that was, that was one of the best goals of the season. I will say that <laughs> it's a goalkeeper with a header, which you know that, that's a pro striker's header. It's uh, a... Right, and it was worth it for Sam Aldice's post-match interviews after that. <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. But yeah, um, it's a Sam Aldice team who were absolute balls all year. We got an F. You got you never look like staying up. It's an F. And if I could give an F minus eight, it would be an F minus. Enjoy uh, it, Sam. <laughs> West Brom had the joint lowest number of wins in the Premier League, and that would be uh tied with Fulham at five. Um but one of those one of those was a nice little washing of Chelsea though, which was kind of nice. But oh. um but yeah, yeah, yeah. You hired Sam Allardyce. You get what you deserve, unfortunately. And and furthermore, I still think that they that they get what they deserve because I think they still think they completely screwed Darren Moore. 
So, um, yeah, with that, yeah, West Brom get enough. With that in mind, Soto's our last team, dead last. Even though they got more wins, you know, <laughs> they, and, they, they, and, and so they got two more wins than, than the than the two teams above them, but only two draws and twenty nine losses. Um, they had terrific start. Yeah, they Go were on. not. Yeah, Sheffield United was not good. Um, this is not that. What what, what was Derby County's all time low? What was that? how many points did they what, have? Points? 11 points. 11 points. Okay, so, the, the, you know, once you get past 11 points, at least you're not Derby County, but, boy, this was not good. <laughs> uh, th- th- this cost Chris Wilder his job. Sheffield United went from a, 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 a team of giant beaters to just getting beaten. And, uh, yeah, so Sheffield United down in the championship next season. They get an F on this one. Yeah, the, um, they did recover. But the one thing I will say about that Derby County side they scored the fewest goals in the Premier League season of 20, and that was how many goals Sheffield United scored this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I, did, I did note that, that. Yeah, they did not have the goal. Like, I guess this is what happens when you count on David McGoldrick all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's not far off a goal every other game. You are not winning many Premier League games with that. Um you know, seven seven wins after that start of the season. Well done to them, but yeah, they, they didn't know what's going. You know, Rian Brewster, the big signing from Liverpool, the twenty million striker, was a gamble that, frankly, was no it looked never looked like paying off. Did, did they did they buy them off of your lot? Yes, he bought both of us. Um, he didn't seem to fit the system. It just seemed like a panic move. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's again, it's somehow bang on. If I will give a team hope to survive, if you can see where the goals were coming from, and you, all year you could never see that many goals, and they were never quite as tight at the back as they were last year. You know, teams that had a year to work their system out, teams teams worked it out, and Sheffield United didn't have a new wrinkle to to counteract that. And yeah. Um, it, it's a shame after last year because Chris Wilder's last year was excellent, but um, yeah, you, you with that title, they're down there with you know it's slightly better than Derby or um, Huddersfield simply because they saved a bit of pride at the end of the season, but the, it has to be an F. Yep, and that and that's uh, that's the Premier League. Yes, uh, we failed. Uh, I failed. Eight clubs got failing grades from me just because <laughs> they. Uh, well, you know what. This is what happens when you when you when you. Football by any chance? That's right. Yeah. This this is what happens. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. But this has been episode 55 of the Busting Balls podcast. Up on Twitter at Busting Pod or email us bustingballspod at gmail.com. You've been listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloudcom slash busting balls, or the PWOM podcast network, soundcloudcom slash pro wrestling only, and you can find us on Spotify. Uh, search uh, Busting Balls Podcast. John, good luck to the county tomorrow. Uh, any last words? Up the county. Uh, we will actually be back next week so we can do our Euro 2020 asterisk preview. And then uh, we're going to hear about John's tales of Wembley. So uh, until then, it's uh, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you next week. Good night.